0: hello how are you welcome along to the podcast sport and life ed draper here sports broadcaster in the uk hope you're well thank you for hitting on the button do appreciate it thank you as ever to the sponsors uh, as well bang Olufsen of cheltenham and serene av who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations check out the bang Olufsen of cheltenham website and through there as well, contact the team led by the uh, stellar Mancunian Jason Briggs and they can basically point you in the right direction, whatever suits you. It may be Bang & Olufsen equipment, it may be the other equipment that they can source for you through that company, Serene AV, whatever bespoke home entertainment solution you're after. Good team, come out to your house as well, give you a fulsome quote. And answer any questions you may have and I'm trying to picture a home entertainment system in your house and how it all fits together as well. But of course, I've got the sort of one off equipment in the store in Montpellier, in Cheltenham, in the courtyard there as well. Good people, Bang underscore or BNO underscore Cheltenham on Twitter and Instagram, Bang Cheltenham website. So look up but those people. Also, if you're looking to optimize your immunity at the moment, and talk a little bit about that with the podcast guest, Ash Loveridge about immunity and taking supplements and immune complete is one that i take every day immune complete Two, as an adult male it's got no iron in it but that's a sort of multivitamin, vitamin from cytoplan a company my father has worked for for 20 years had a working relationship with we still pay but albeit a discount rate a rate that we can offer you as well through the podcast which i'm appreciative of from cytoplan uh, but immune complete Two has your vitamins a c Uh, B, the whole range and uh, D3, crucially, not so much at the moment. It's actually a sunny day in the middle of summer, maybe towards winter and and vitamin D3 has been seen as a key component in maybe a key component in uh, the sort of battle of the body to stave off viruses like COVID-19. But in any case, it's cytoplan.co.uk, dot co uk. You can uh, get a discount if you peruse the supplements. See what you're after. It may be a holistic multivitamin like me and Ash talk about, or it may be something that's specific you're looking to fill the gap in your nutrition with. And they are food-based supplements, digested as food would be. And the discount code is Draper10R. D R A P E R. My last name, all capital letters. The numerals one zero, and the capital letter R. So check out that. Thank you to Cytoplan. and also just wanted to give you a heads up on a project I'm working on with my wife, maybe interested in. And you can check it out at drapermedia.co.uk forward slash atticbox audio, or you can just go to drapermedia.co.uk, go to atticbox audio, and there's a, a new pilot scheme we're working on. Actually, is for the public is kind of life story. Uh, interviews, which conversations we call them, not unique and, and new. We thought it was maybe, but it's something that we've been doing with our own family members privately, getting their, their their sort of stories on record in their own voice, high quality audio recordings, which we then transcribe into a sort of a nice book. And give it to people so we're doing that sort of pro bono at the moment for our family but it's something we thought we might extent, sort of expand and extend to the public so check that out if you like it attic box audio on drapermedia.co.uk thinking of uh internet enterprises let's bring in the guest of the day ash Lovridge, sterling local sports journalist for many years covering forest green amongst other clubs and sports in gloucestershire and is now in the past year since losing his long time job actually branched out it does commentary on forest green for the local bbc in south gloucestershire he also does his own new, well, news website i suppose you'd call it but it's got a, a newspaper's name we talk about the transition from physical newspapers to online in this but it's ash Loveridge editor of stroud check it out if you are from gloucestershire as well got some really interesting articles up there but here he is the one and only ash Loveridge. ash loveridge welcome back i just checked out the stride stroud even stride getting my words (laughs) together this morning uh it's probably a different website but the uh, stroudtimes.com and it's uh it's looking good you got young billy shilton table tennis player at the paralympics
1: yeah, yeah, Billy's uh, due in action. Uh, well, good morning as well. Yeah, so, good morning, sorry,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, straight straight
1: into it. Yeah, Billy, Billy's somebody I've been following for a number of years now. A great lad, he's actually, although he's a, a Stonehouse boy in, in Gloucestershire, he's been living in Sheffield for uh, the last few mm. years, and um, he's, he's currently in a, in a training camp, getting ready to uh, go to Tokyo next month.
0: Oh, good. What a surreal time for, for those guys. Have you been watching the Olympics? Have you been enjoying it?
1: Yeah, I've really sort of been sort of taken by it this this, this time round, really. So, yeah, it's been really, really sort of gripping stuff, hasn't it? And, I, you know, I think the uh, the coverage has been really good that um, the BBC have done so far. I've been watching it through the BBC, of course, yeah. because I'm yeah. a, a BBC uh, co commentator for Forestry. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's been. Um,
0: Really, 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 really exciting. So and the medal hall's been rather impressive. It's really interesting when you look at sport and you put it on that channel, even now in the in the day of infinite internet platforms and whatever else, that people's attention still gravitates to it because people are watching sports, they've got no idea about people are emotionally invested now in taekwondo and judo yeah. and, and lots of different things. And it's interesting that that power of of one sort of community space, isn't it? Because if you're obviously working on Stroud Times and we're trying to capture attention in different spaces, but there's still that pull probably because they don't have to rely on commercials, I guess, is still a huge part of why the BBC is attractive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I did notice uh, last Saturday when I was uh, channel hopping that probably for the first time in probably over a decade, BBC One, BBC Two, ITV, Channel Four, all had sport on on a saturday afternoon wow and i i actually felt compelled to tweet about it because Mm. you know it it, it took me back to the days of um dickie davis and the world of sport well 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 you probably wouldn't remember that one because i'm
0: significantly older than you Um, i remember remember, remember sort of uh, grandstand and things like
1: that yeah 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 frank boff and stuff like that so um you know, it's, it's good to see, but obviously times have moved on, and it's great that we've got a, a broad church of channels. But yeah, for terrestrial TV, it was um, absolutely incredible. Obviously, yeah. they do well, obviously, they don't do as they obviously they don't do as well as you though, Ed.
0: So, uh. <laughs> well, I don't know about, it, but it makes you um, it does make you wonder about sport, doesn't it? And what sports are popular? Like Matchroom and Sky have done a great great job with darts. It's interesting what captivates people. I think football's enduring. It's a, it's a world sport, but other sports have their moment in the sun. There's, there's something about that kind of that exposure that people, once you watch something, you will, you will get into it, won't you? It's interesting. We'll have those times when maybe we get into tennis because we're watching a lot of Wimbledon or uh, another sport, maybe Formula One. It's, it's kind of curious, that relationship, isn't it? What comes first? Is it playing a sport? Is it watching it on TV? How, how do you build a sport?
1: Yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, um, for me, I sort of fell in love with football watching it on TV. So. Being mm. a being a young, young man in Gloucestershire, your your options were. I think the first game I went to was in the late seventies, and my grandfather took me to watch uh, Bristol Rovers. Um ah. he, he had he he had a business in Gloucester, and he was friends with a few of the directors, and he took me to Bristol Rovers the late Noreen. So that was my first game. But obviously, being a local boy, you you didn't have a football league team then. You know, Cheltenham mm. were. Cheltenham was Southern League Forest Green was Southern League um, It was exciting when Cheltenham got into what they what they called the Gola League I don't know if you remember It was no. the National League was called that at one stage So, uh, so that was before yeah, the so, conference
0: was it? That was before the Yeah
1: yeah, it, it was the equivalent of the conference so yeah Gola League which would have been in about the sort of late 80s people like Mark Halliwell and John Palmer would uh, certainly <laughs> remember, remember the Gola League but yeah, it was very difficult. But now, gosh, how blessed are we now, Ed, with a, you know an aspiring League Two team and a, a team that's just got into League One.
0: I know how how are things at Forest Green? You went down last night, didn't you? It was a friendly defeat yeah. to Swansea. Was it was it good though? What yeah. was the
1: overall? overall yeah, thoughts? I mean, um I, I I've I've missed the um the games against the likes of Melcham and Yates, but I don't <laughs> think you can really get um can't really get a clear picture, can you, on how the team's gonna be shaping up when they're you know they're scoring four against Melchior or four against, <laughs> Yank. you know, you don't really. But I guess it's you know it's an important part for teams' build-up, build-ups, isn't it? I mean the yeah. the Premier League teams like Premier teams like Leeds are playing Guiseley and stuff like that. So even the even the big boys will play the uh, the so-called sort of grassroots teams. But mm. yeah, going back going back to last night um, against Swansea, first half, oh. It was incredibly competitive. You know, you normally expect it to be... There were some tackles flying in. You know, it had a, it had a real high yeah. tempo. It re- had a real high tempo in the first half. I mean, that's one of Rob Edwards, the new Forest Green manager's sort of um, thing that he's, he's laying down and saying that, you know, we, we want to be competitive. Chase, chase. So um, mm. they're, they're very impressive when they're out of possession. They get the ball back very quickly. So, yeah, the tempo. I mean, Scott Lindsay... Um, you've had on yeah. the podcast. Um, he was at the game last night. He's oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. He's got back in it. Um, he's at Swindon now. He's one oh, of okay. the first first team coaches. So you know he's he's back at a level that his sort of coaching acumen really deserves. But I um, spoke to him after the game, and um, he was very impressed with the the Forest Green tempo and first half. That forest Green probably played the team that uh, apart from Abu Adams, who was out with a with a slight niggle, I would say that was the 11 that potentially can start next week at at home to uh, Sutton, which um, when you say Sutton, it's Forest Green v Sutton. Forest Green v Sutton doesn't really sound like a League Two game. No, it doesn't. It's amazing, isn't
0: it? Yeah, the fluidity in football, we keep talking about that, but it is fascinating to watch. The longer you live, the more you see clubs rise and fall.
1: Yeah, but yeah, no, um, for a first watch of Forest Green, which I, I think with radio commentaries coming up soon, it's very important to get a look at, you know, do your homework, isn't it? And see yeah. how the, the player... So I, I felt that I wasn't going to learn anything from the players at Melcham. So I thought, this is a game that I really, really need to take in and sort of run the rule over them. But yeah, there's been f- five five summer signings and uh, Richard Hughes, is, who's the uh, Head of Recruitment Director of Football, um, obviously he's played his part. Mm. I would say Forest Green fans have got a lot to be optimistic at. Um, they've got a smashing one of the guys that really stood out for me was uh, the guy was Hendry, who was race movies.
0: yeah, you just got a little bit off microphone, Ash. I don't know if you have moved away. Oh, sorry, from yeah, right.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I back?
0: Yep, you're back. Yep, yeah, you hear you've me. me? Yeah, I've yes, got you. Yep, yeah, got
1: yep. you. <laughs> okay, cheers. Uh, the joys of a podcast, hey. So, I know um,
0: I know I know this is it yeah. but it's, it's, it's that's really interesting about the intensity you said that the, the yeah. fitness because I spoke to Michael Duff I think over two weeks ago now it popped over and it was fantastic to get his take but he was talking about the differences of League Two from when he was a player obviously he ended up in right. the Premier League but he was saying that there were physical differences you pronounce between the the fitness of Premier League players and, and League Two players that you might see the old beer belly still still hanging around and stuff like that but yeah. that's very much has changed and and it, what it sounds like that that Rob Edwards that the, the Playing a high press at Forest Green, from what you're saying there, which is probably unheard of in in League Two, because that that requires a, an incredible amount of fitness and synchronicity, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you uh, if you were an alien and you landed on Forest Green last night, you wouldn't have been able to tell who the championship team was and who the who the League Team League Two team was. I mean, mm. obviously, second half it changed quite quite dramatically because you get the usual raft of substitutions and um, you know, Forest Green's. Sort of second eleven, so to speak, were were slightly weaker and Swansea's were slightly stronger. But I I fear for Swansea this season, really Ed, because mm. obviously they're they're in a state of flux at the moment um, with the manager going. And I think Alan Tate took it last night. Um, yeah, yeah, they they look they you know they look all at sea really. So uh, I think it could be be a struggle. I, I, I'm not hearing anything about any managers coming in at Swansea. Have you?
0: No, any little, we, haven't, we, haven't, little... we, we didn't run anything. I was at work last night at Sky Sports. We didn't yeah. run anything last night about Swansea. It's just fascinating, that that feeling of momentum around clubs, like saying that saying, you worry for Swansea. And it's those obviously tangible things you can see in, in terms of players. Like, look at Derby County, and they're actually struggling to yeah. have players beat Real Betis with a load of trialists last night, including Ravel Morrison. Yeah. It'd be great to see him yeah. actually um, come good. But you, you'd think that, that momentum around clubs is so strange when you've, you've been sort of sports fan and a sports journalist for a while isn't it because you see a team like Swansea rise to the Premier League hold their own in the Premier League for a number of seasons and look really good in doing so and now suddenly Mm they are on the decline and you can see the similarities with Sunderland and these big clubs Sheffield Wednesday who were a cup winning team and a cup big cup finalist team when I was a kid and it's it's amazing that isn't it do you you ever put your finger on it is it just human chemistry at these clubs what's the, the difference?
1: Um, I think for me, it's a, it is a big part. Is to do with ownership, isn't it you You mm. look at you look at the way Swindon and Town have been run run of late. Although speaking to Scott and Lindsay last night, they said they've got a great owner in. I've, they're still under a transfer embargo, so it's going to be tough for Swindon. So yeah, I think it's a it's a cocktail of many things, isn't it? But I, I do yeah. think it does start. I think it does start with the leadership at the top, and you know, fortunately for. A club like uh, Forest Green, um, I know Dale Vince is uh, probably the if you were going to say name a League Two chairman in um, in League Two, it would be Dale Vince, wasn't it? Because uh, he's he's absolutely everywhere. His his PR is uh, on on point. I mean, most times I have a scroll through Twitter, he's either on Sky or yeah um, or Talk Sports. He seems <laughs> to be the go. Uh, I mean, for the national media, for lower league stuff, um, he seems to be the go-to guy.
0: Does does that help the club financially? Because it's interesting, we have this debate in boxing all the time, and, and I've done a lot of yeah. MMA interviews for, for Sky Sports lately, and there is this always tension because there are some really talented fighters who perhaps don't get their remuneration proportionately because they don't have the profile or the attention and it, it, there's, there's a lot of talk about the attention economy nowadays where people want to get eyeballs on them through social media and things where does that work with with Forest Green does the fact that Dale Vince has a high profile does that impact the club well
1: oh I, I would say you know it's been key to the the recent success that the club has had because I even noticed last night um obviously a I'm trying to attract advertisers with straight Times because that's uh, mm. the you know the, the the crucial point in maintaining what what I'm trying to do within you know we've only been operating five months but I looked around the ground last night and the advertising that they've got, they've got there and that they've now got the um, they've installed I'm not sure if many League Two clubs have got them they've got the LED boards that that send the messages out around the ground so mm. oh cool you know yeah yeah so I mean. That's pretty impressive. They haven't, got it, they, they haven't got it around the whole ground, but they've got it on the... They're clever, really. They've got it on the side that they know the TV camera's film from. So <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be really, really oh, prominent.
0: It's funny you mentioned that in, in, in sort of marketing and stuff and you're advertising yeah. at Stroud Times because I was listening to a podcast about advertising and, and the best ways of, I guess, um, engaging with potential clients in terms of asking them questions about what they yeah. need and what, what they want to get out of something. How have you found that whole development of, of that side of it with, with the Stroud times?
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting because, uh, when, when we launched, um, we were getting advertisers contact us, asked to advertise, which, um, yeah, to me, not, not being in the advertising game to me, that sounds really, really unusual. Mm. Uh, and, um, so the first sort of, uh, the honeymoon period in the first month, I was actually thinking, I'm not actually going to have to go out and chase anything. People are <laughs> people are coming to us. And also because partly, I think, because I've been embedded in the community, you know, you build up these relationships over sort of 18 years um, working for the Australian News and Journal. You you get to know the key people in business in mm. in sport, you know, so it's a really privileged position to have if you, if, you know, if, if you can build, build these bridges with people. So yeah, we had, um, a couple of estate agents ring me and say, hi, Ash, we like what you we do. We, we like the functionality of the website. It's easy to look at. There's no pop-ups. There's no clickbait. Um, and it just seems to be a really positive news site. It's not particularly political. And uh, people, people were coming to us, but we've sort of bottomed out a little bit now where I'm starting to go into my sort of contacts book and mm. think, yeah, maybe these guys would like to partner up with us so, and do they um, do so, they ask
0: you because yeah. the digital world's interesting when i speak to people there's all this yeah. kind of yeah. um focus on on sort of metrics and hits and things like that whereas i suppose in the old print world it was all kind of hypothetical yeah. i'm not sure how many people had read it or picked it up because we've got mark kuzner actually in, in cheltenham cheltenham yeah. Town director i oh, know mark yeah good God. Yeah, he is. He's an effervescent character. I keep seeing him around the uh, the bars, and he's trying to get me to, to write <laughs> write a piece or two for the for the uh, paper. But he's he's got them in the co op and things like that, which I guess yeah. a lot of people are picking up. But you don't quite know how many he's got a hard copy newspaper, so it's a yeah. different thing. But are they asking you sort of for those stats, and is that how it works, or it's yeah, hard, yeah. It?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've got the guy who, uh, the colleague of mine who who designs our website and looks at looks after putting adverts on and the technical stuff and sorting our server out, which uh, is in America. I, I found out the other day, which um, <laughs> I'm not a te- I'm not a technical person, but um, we had a huge influx of uh, web traffic the other week, and it yeah. it broke it broke the website. for for probably probably about 10 minutes and um i mean websites go down don't they it Mm. happens um but it it, you know added a few more gray hairs to me for (laughs) for for for, um for for a few minutes but he he said to me well our website our our server is currently in america Uh, Uh why is it in america so you know but um so yeah so but yeah he's my analytics guy so uh we've 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 got a, an up-to-date thing so yeah now when i'm speaking to in the early days we we didn't have any real you know stats or web traffic in the first month as such but mm. but now we're um yeah i can provide advertisers with how many page impressions page views etc so uh we we've, we've got it all there on a little link that i send off to advertisers and um we're pretty much rivaling the big boys now as i really Oh, in, fantastic in yeah yeah from a statistical point of view we've um people are aware of us they um so but i think we share their audience really yeah you know? is that, is that so, the name is uh, that the
0: name that helps do you think that when when people google it it comes up quickly stroud time? yeah i think I, I think so because
1: gosh we were so lucky when we launched um the the day we launched Stroud was um voted the best place in the country to live you know the. the oh yes I, yeah Jake, i think
0: shelter was, was a few years ago wasn't it so it's moving around yeah yeah, nice.
1: yeah 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 it's a funny it's a funny thing how do you sort of quantify where the yeah. best places to live really so um you know but yeah yeah great so yeah we launched at the same time that came out and um people were finding because people were googling Stroud times sunday times um so it was um absolutely really sort of perfect symmetry really
0: and you could buy google ads or google kind of search terms can't you is that right you can influence that so that people when they search. i think so yeah yeah up.
1: yeah i'd have to ask my nerdy web guide for that really <laughs> so because you yeah. do have to be you do have to be some sort of nerd i think to um in, enjoy websites and stats
0: the, prob- the problem with it is a bit like Twitter, isn't it? When you see thousands of impressions it says or something on a tweet and you think actually, how many people have actually bothered to read that or it's just flickered past their eye screens? Because that's the thing with online is you're never quite sure if someone's yeah. accidentally clicked on it through a Google search or someone has yeah. actually get engaged with an article and, and read it and consumed it and thought, oh, the Stroud Times and it's it's registered as a as sort of a space yeah. for them to go back to. It's difficult, isn't we it?
1: Ser- yeah, we, we certainly like, I mean, we we've, our, our stats suggests that most people look at news on on an iphone nowadays very yeah. very few very few on a, on a on a laptop um the older generations or 50 plus seems to still like to go on an ipad so yeah. um you know
0: it's, it's a better, really it's a better experience isn't it i mean it's not much fun i don't think reading a, a, a sort of news website on a phone but that's just my opinion i don't know
1: yeah and i, I we're, we're also trying to keep us our, our, our copy really lean and crisp and short because you know if you're scrolling through 600 words you're, you're just going to give up aren't you yeah so, um, yeah
0: you there's know. something about online reading apparently it's harder to retain the information because your eyes tend to not go to the full end of the page the way they do with with uh, books or hard copy yeah. this is interesting it's apparently like users so yeah short- a shorter space of attention and there's often um, often if you're on your phone you're getting distracted anyway aren't you by messages and things like yeah. that so yeah that's uh, a uh, phenomenon. would you ever consider doing a sort of a hard copy free or, or otherwise well
1: funnily enough a friend of mine works in WH Smith he said to me the other day when are you going to do, do a paper rush and I said what do you mean he said we keep getting people coming in and saying where's where do I get the straight times so yeah and people still people still call it a paper but um Mm. i mean hats hats off to mark gusner for you know launching a paper launching a paper really
0: because um well if it's free um, if it's free people will pick it up won't they wherever they are yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean i think i think in some ways if if you had a paper advertising may be a little bit easier you know Mm. i think possibly because um a lot of the advertisers i speak to they don't want the traditional advert really they they want they actually want something more than that. So we tend like, to do... Like an
0: infomercial kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. We tend to do the advertorials or, or, or a li- little short video. And our selling point is we can say, well, we can share it on the various social media platforms and it will yeah. actually reach more people than a physical newspaper. But you still have got a lot of older-fashioned businesses that, like garages and stuff who probably mm. still would prefer a static advert.
0: It's, it's interesting, we're talking about this with John Finnegan, former Cheltenham Town yeah. player. Me and him were sort of uh, lumbering around playing in a, a charity football tournament for um, for Bangalore of St Cheltenham. He was talking about the Pinkham, which Mark Halliwell has talked about on the podcast yeah. before. The um, yeah. Saturday evening kind of extravaganza supplement that would come out with all the local football scores and reports. Yeah, I worked,
1: under, I worked under Mark Halliwell on that. He was my yeah. gaffer then. So, yeah, and, great.
0: And they were just saying they didn't know whether people were still consuming that kind of information about sort of non-league clubs in the area because because you just got that paper and, and, and it was there and you'd read things that otherwise you're not Googling and searching out. So it was an interesting observation that sometimes that hard world, that physical world, if you stumble across it in a newsagents or, you know, my local co-op Mark's, Mark Cousins' paper is, is right by the checkout yeah. and you sort of think, oh, I'll just grab that on a weekend or whatever and have a have a flick through. Um, so it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it, whether sort of online, we, we know it is accessible, but it's whether people actually go and seek out certain things that, that they may enjoy yeah. reading, but don't necessarily think, oh, I want to know what, you know, that that, that pub team down the road doing or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but I mean, do you think, do you ever see anybody under 25 with a newspaper under their arm? I mean, when, I mean, no. when you're up in do you, do you take the train to london when you're working oh, very or? very
0: rarely i do sometimes see but yeah the, the demographic that's a good good point actually yeah um yeah they're probably missing out like things like the times are, are behind the paywall aren't they so unless they've subscribed yeah. to the times online i suppose there is that that absence of information um so yeah maybe sort of the younger people aren't getting a sort of sometimes a, a full range of information they're just getting most of the the clickbait stuff potentially uh, but Mark yeah. Hallowell had a theory on that on the podcast. He's thought that you know newspapers should have united and all charged for online content at the start. And it's almost like, they sort yeah, of he's right, signed their own sort of death warrant to a certain extent. But
1: yeah, I, I often think really that, that the, the the bean counters of these, you know, the the news quests and the um, the, the the like, um, I don't think they ever really spoke to their journalists to sort of say what do you think. You know, yeah. I think it was it was it, it, the decisions were made by financial whizzes but they they hadn't really got a grasp of how people on on the on the on the floor feel really and mm. yeah yeah 100 i mean i remember when when we started doing the internet probably 10 15 years ago at the strait news people were saying i've stopped buying your paper because i can read it for free you know? yes yeah so um but yeah there's, I, a, there's too, te- I
0: mean, yeah there's a tension across the media actually because even at sky sports news i think there's yeah. things that we can do better with with picture than than twitter per se or a news feed of a website but actually you know we're effectively tagged to a paywall now what we're, weren't always actually we free to to air I think up until 2011 but we're behind a paywall effectively with the sky sports subscription the, the, the basic subscription albeit but then you've you're competing with even our own websites <laughs> and apps and things mm-hmm. like that so it's like what well, it's a it's a complex world isn't it because people can get so yeah. much for free and i think until they can't and paying for journalism becomes um a sort of a difficult proposition for them
1: yeah so yeah going back to the newspaper thing we we we, we are we haven't ruled out going to print but it's just you've got to take in the costs really yeah. and yeah. and the trends and but i said to my colleague the other day well vinyl's pretty trendy for the last sort of 10 years so mm. you know maybe maybe newspapers will have a renaissance so yeah. um especially with mindfulness uh, I mean,
0: I- and, and things like that you know because i think people are with the sort of social media dilemma documentary on on um, netflix yeah. and things people are sort of aware that the mobile phone can be uh, an addictive sort of pursuit whereas maybe sort of a physical copy of a paper or a book is, is something that can kind of take them away from that a bit more relaxing
1: yeah, I, I I didn't take my phone to bed last night and um, for the probably the first time uh, in a long time. It sounds quite sad, doesn't it? I'm uh, <laughs> taking my phone to bed. It's a good so, step. Uh, it's a good step, isn't it? But, that yeah, you that? It makes it
0: makes left, a difference.
1: Yeah, left it downstairs and slept like a log, you know. Um, so yeah, we, we are we are addicted. I'm addicted to it. And I think if I am, I would say most hmm. people are really. So
0: there yeah, you go. it was. True.
1: Um, I was. I was going to say. i was just completely jumping off topic. It was fabulous to see football fans back at the stadium last night.
0: Oh yes, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was. My. How, many, I, 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 how yeah. many were?
0: How many were there?
1: I think it was just over a thousand. So not cool. not great because there's there's not a three hundred odd from Swansea. So it's nice to see away fans. Um, the Swansea away fans are actually seeing footballs coming home which, um, <laughs> for for the Welshes, so i was um some, yeah. somewhat surprised but yeah no it's just i mean we obviously we saw the fans for the uh the playoffs games at forest green but this time it felt almost as if normal we, right, yeah yeah, yeah we we're, we're getting back having said that when I, when i left left the stadium um it did feel very bizarre walking out with lots of people mm. you know yeah and we had the option yesterday of returning to our proper press benches and um i i actually chose to because it wasn't the press area wasn't packed um i chose to sat in the seat that i've been sitting in for the past season you know i mm. mean uh oh, good. The, the the, the the media team they said Ash you can go back to your bench so so we have we have changed we've got we've got to readapt haven't we we've got yeah. to find our feet, feet again really it's it,
0: it's, uh, stra- it's a strange time actually because I know a few people who have um, been poorly lately with COVID who have had both yeah. vaccinations and it's interesting because their symptoms were very similar to friends who had it pre jabs and actually. Yeah. And again, it's very hard to compare individuals, but all of them sort of thirties, forties, fifties, relatively good health. So it's an interesting one. Obviously the vaccinations have enabled us perhaps with the older age groups and people with comorbidities to basically survive COVID, but for everyone else, actually it's, it's kind of almost going to become, I think, part of um, the tapestry of of coughs and colds and and flus and things like that because people do seem to be having it out knocked out for a couple of days and then coming back but maybe that's we're stumbling again towards the dreaded herd immunity coupled with vaccinations but it doesn't seem like the vaccinations are like anecdotally, that are like um, other vaccinations that you have for, yeah. I don't know, tetanus or whatever, that you, that you don't get that condition afterwards. It's a different, it's a different thing. But we're, we're just sort of learning to live with it. Michael Duff was saying that with the players and the, the quarantine rules, it's going to become make lower league football more feasible because he's got guys that live in a house of shared house of four, so they can't all yeah. quarantine if, if one of them's positive and four are negative.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, dropping down a few levels to the the, the sort of grassroots there. Hellenic League, County League, you know this uh, Southern League, the types of bishops, Cleve, Shortwood, Stonehouse. Uh, speaking to a couple of their managers during uh, pre-season, they were really struggling to raise a team, not uh, due to due to COVID. Mm. So, so, I think I, I, a, isolation and
0: everything, yeah, quarantines, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So because um, he said, well, most of my t- most of my team have been watching England in pubs again, and you know mm. they're. Predomin- predominantly, it seems to be in a lot of people in their 20s, doesn't it? 20s and 30s. Yeah. So uh, yeah. so I think it's going to be harder for clubs of that level than obviously the the league to, you know, the Michael Duff's and um, Rob Edwards' teams.
0: Yeah, how do you reflect on on the Euros? Did you get swept away with the the euphoria of it all? And I was, it was a sad end in lots of ways, you know, with the result on the pitch against Italy in the final, but also the the crowd trouble and the and the violence and stuff. It was a, it was a strange old summer, and it, the strangest thing is that even though it's less than three weeks away, it seems it seems like years ago, doesn't it? It's straight it gets gets boxed boxed away in your mind in the in the cultural mind almost.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, no, it's great. It, it sort of it took me back to. Um, my sort of era of Euro Euro ninety six really and uh, yes. yeah it was, it was um, absolutely it's, I think it's the first time an England team's connected haven't haven't they with with the public I mean the yeah. uh, the, the the England PR team have been absolutely fabulous I've been following their their website and I think they 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 took it up another another level really and mm. we got we got to see the the human side of the players didn't we so
0: yeah okay. which is important I think. It's kind of, but it was just or getting to a first final in my lifetime was, was fantastic as well. I mean, it's funny how it was agonising, but just to have reached that next level, not to have been a semi-final felt, felt significant, didn't it? And it, um, it always feels like it informs the, the, the upcoming season, energises it. Although it does seem, I don't know why, I know it's the end of July, but it, it always makes it feel a little bit early, doesn't it? When we're talking about the season starting, but we're only a week away for, for League Two.
1: I know it's gone by in a sort of finger snap hasn't it but yeah going, going back to England I mean I guess for for people in their 20s I was in my 20s in <laughs> Euro 96 so mm. um, I guess it's good and Euro 96 still really resonates in my life because it was all about the music as well the culture yeah. you know it's uh, oasis blur you know it's such a fabulous time and I get I guess for younger guys and yourself you know this you'll look back on um
0: well Euro 96 was big for me I was 14 turning 15 and actually it was um yeah yeah it was it was was a great time to be at to be at school through that time and actually I as a little tiny boy I remember Italian 90 and being in tears after we lost to West Germany on the penalties and I think it was um Euro 96 was special but you mentioned there something that it's almost connected to the media as well because you mentioned the music. Yeah. and My brother's in the music industry; so he's a singer-songwriter in his twenties, in and he's trying to to make it. And he, it's a different landscape because it's almost anyone can publish anything these days. But to get the resonance that Oasis and Blur got, and those big acts, I think that fame is almost impossible in this modern age, despite all the platforms. Because then, yeah. you, if you cracked it on, on the biggest radio stations, and the you know, and, and people bought your CDs, it was you were so huge. right? So the culture was more not uniform but there was a sort of shared culture then, and euro 96 was a shared experience wasn't it which hopefully we got back towards a little bit you know 20 million people watching the england games in the in the recent euros it does make a difference but that is a throwback to our youth was the the fact the whole nation was was colliding over tv over what was on the newspapers what was on the radio it was it was a time when everyone had things in common didn't it was everyone's got their own little pocket now with the internet yeah
1: what sort of music style is your uh, brother what, what's his thing
0: He's he uh I think it's fair to say he's he's a singer-songwriter who's, I think he was heavily influenced initially by Bon Iver I don't know if you know Bon Iver uh, yeah and, yeah, uh, yeah yeah and he's uh sort of American band with a, a French name but he's got that sort of style of uh, and he's he's evolving actually he's changing quite a lot but JJ Draper if people want to listen to him he's um He's actually good, but he's actually had, I think, millions of listens. It's strange on Spotify now, but again, yeah. in the modern world, that would have previously translated, I suppose, into CD sales when we were kids. But actually, it's a different yeah. thing now. So it's um you don't actually get much much revenue from the, the modern world, but it's um, it's an interesting time in music. So I say it's like you can publish anything, but at the same mm. point, it's getting those eyeballs on it, isn't it? Which is
1: yeah, what we're, what so, we're talking so about. Much, in media. How much in the music industry is about talent, and how much is about? knowing the right person to give you give you the platform
0: well i think that there's still this lightning rod culture of people who direct other people to your music so i think blogs which it seems like an early 2000s mm. thing but they're quite significant yeah. i believe in he does interviews with bloggers and people like that who recommend music and then direct people to it so i think that's still quite important i think the record companies he's had sort of flirtations with record companies I'm not sure entirely because it's a strange one because they don't often do too much publicity, which is kind of what you need. Um, but again, yeah, it's just, it's making noise about your music, isn't it? And getting people mm. to, to listen to him. It. I mean, yeah. It's, it's interesting people have mentioned to me that they've listened, who didn't know we were brothers. And actually that's been quite cool. When you connect the dots, <laughs> my wife, my wife was working and she was like, he was like, Oh, do you know JJ Draper? And she was like, yeah, it's my brother, a brother-in-law. And, um, it's, uh, it's a strange, But it's a strange time. I think it's, you know, there are people who do make it big, but whether you ever make it big as, as Oasis again, or, you know, you look at the legacy stars, don't you? Bruce mm. Springsteen, Elton John, these people. They're still going. Yeah. They're still going, aren't they? And, and, yeah. and their that, that yeah. fame is is unprecedented, I would imagine, to anyone in the sort of modern era. Maybe there's a few people like um, Ed Sheeran, I don't know, who, who, yeah. who get close to it. But it seems harder to, to crack the public psyche now, because, as I say, people have got so many options of where they put their attention.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that you know as brothers you're both in the entertainment industry
0: yes although i've got a brother i've got three brothers one's a, a barrister and the other one's a doctor a gp so it's um i think we're the well we're that's sort of,
1: entertaining isn't it that's yeah entertaining. i think so, it all, uh, they're all, yeah. all
0: sort of communication based we had quite robust conversations as kids around the, the table and things like that and all kind of competing for attention and, and trying to listen hopefully as well so that's um Maybe oh, yeah. that's a
1: big, that's a really comp- competitive Draper household, that one, isn't it? Crikey.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, and you're and you are you all very close as well, really? Sort of, yeah, we are. Brothers? We are. My JJ's actually moved out to, um. Stratford, so Stratford upon Avon, not, not far away yeah. from from London. But my brothers sort of spread around: one's at the barristers in Surrey, the doctors in Newcastle. So there's a, a bit bit travelling around. But we do we sort of tend to at least go on holiday every summer and stuff together, the, the whole families. My other two brothers have got two kids apiece. Uh, the barrister's yeah. got a third one on the way. So we've got you know the cousins and for, for my little girl. So it's um it's good and it's it's yeah we are we are tight. We're very different but very similar in lots of ways. Um, obviously, the doctor and the barrister subsidise our family holidays, which is good. But it's um, yeah, that's the that's the reality of an interesting reality in modern life. Actually, that um, the money you can make in music and even in the media. I think people don't realise that television presenting certainly isn't where it was when we were younger. But there is also less people watching TV. So it's mm. a, because of the various platforms. So it's it's a very interesting evolution. Um, but, yeah, if you want to make good money, definitely become a barrister is what I'd recommend.
1: <laughs> and are you, uh, would, would you say when you were all growing up, you were all at your sort of chosen careers, really? Was, was that always in the mindset of all of you?
0: Well, I like sport and English, so that was always yeah. a thread. Yeah. I think that was mm. my brother was always fiercely intelligent, the barrister, very, um, you know, straight A stars, straight A's, loves learning, loved arguing, debating love philosophy and, and things like that so that was a, a good gravitation of him it's, he's not, not necessarily man for the common the common man and in, in some ways I mean that's probably unfair but he's uh, he's a kind of a, an intellectual I suppose um, mm-hmm. uh, max who's the doctor is actually very kind of very he's got a very strong Worcestershire accent from from Malvern, right. and he's a uh, he's a bit of a um, He's a bit of a character, but he's actually ended up in, in being a GP. But quite pragmatically, actually, he went through medical school and he, he didn't really yeah. enjoy the shift work of, of the training. So he wanted to become a, a regular hour doctor, although it is very stressful that being a, a GP, because you have a, people com- sort of bringing complaints to you 24-7. And it's hard to discern the, the key ones that you have to then put up the chain to the, the rest of the medical profession. But it's, um, yeah. it's yeah, I think it, not necessarily, I think he was quite... Th- deliberate in choosing a lifestyle for him and, and thinking that, that medicine would be a good route but I can see the, the other angles my brother who sings yeah I mean he was singing in his uh, high chair and had a talent for it <laughs> uh, one, one or two so I remember that yeah and um, the rest of us are tone deaf so it's it's quite it's quite yeah. a, a unique thing There must be again is it genes is it nature nurture I don't know because maybe he was he was singing Whitley Houston I will always love you I remember when he was <laughs> um, when he was about one or two and um I think it's, uh, it's stuck with him. But yeah, that that is interesting how how people evolve and whether it is their environment or their... Yeah, because I
1: mean, obviously, obviously I know your father's Dr. Draper, so I, did, did Dr. Draper ever... Did he just let you all have a sort of blank canvas or did he steer you in any way?
0: Yeah, well, he, he affected me in the sense that... Um, I would never have uh, probably got through the practical, I'm, I'm a bit sort of uh, clumsy. So the practical and medical school, but I, when I was a little boy, he was working as a an anesthetist in hospitals in both the UK, and then we lived in the West Indies for a bit. And actually that put me off um, because I didn't like the smell of hospitals. We'd go in there, he'd be stuck in there all weekend mm. on a three-day shift, sleeping there, and we'd go in and meet him for lunch. And I just, I remember not enjoying the hospital environment when I was four, five, six, and and that really actually stuck with me. It was quite visceral that it put me yeah. off pursuing that, because my mum my would always say, oh, you make sure you do your separate sciences, sciences at school, so you have the option of doing medical school. And I was like, I, you know, I don't think that's going to going to happen for me. But then at school, you are always put off sports journalism, weren't you? Was, I remember this tutor mm. saying to me, oh, you know, I had a cousin who worked for the Sun, and he... He only lasted a week and he collapsed with stress and no one's ever going to get into it but we had a school that's quite like that anything you went into the careers library and said to them they sort of uh, tried to talk you out of it one of my friends they tried yeah. to talk about talking about doing a levels <laughs> And it sort of you ended up leaving to yeah. go to the sixth form college So it was quite interesting when you reflect on the sort of the school environment it's... they weren't ma- massively ambitious for us no that's
1: quite in- interesting because um Back in 1985, I'm going way back. Uh, yeah. life was in life was in color back in 1985, not black and white. Yes, but, yeah. Um, I I um, I I was in the sixth form then at Archway School.
0: Yep. And I I, I
1: noticed that a night school course had popped up called Media Studies. Oh, yeah. Media Studies, um, and. I, I I went to try and get on the course. They didn't actually run the course because they didn't have enough takers. Isn't oh, that incredible? Really? Yeah, and that became. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and that flourished, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It's pro- yeah. I had more yeah. longevity than I mean. It's probably in sort of an infinite But that course, wouldn't though. that wouldn't
1: happen. That wouldn't happen now, would it? Thirty years on, yeah, it would be full to the rafters. So yeah, e- yeah. Everybody wants to be in in the media. It was interesting just going back. You said nature and nurture. Um, mm. Well. I, I didn't grow up with uh, my father, but um, and saw him, saw very little of him during my sort of childhood and teens. Yeah. But um, he was a journalist. He was a oh, sports really? journalist. Um, wow. And there was no, <clears throat> excuse me, there was no sort of follow. It wasn't a case of following the footsteps, So you know, because I wasn't guided in that direction. And I didn't think my dad used to be a sports journalist, that I'm going to become a sports journalist. So it's you know, wild this, isn't it yeah 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 so uh, but i'd obviously took uh, i think writing is you can be taught writing can't you structure mm. and stuff but i still think there is a an, a natural ability
0: and having, well, a, having an enjoyment of reading i did as a kid because my first job was yeah. in, in newspapers and actually i loved reading when i was six seven and my daughter's about the same age and she's suddenly embracing it she's reading alice in, in wonderland yeah. at the moment and actually yeah you see that and i think it's that sort of affection for words isn't it and when you combine that with a, sure. with a passion for sport you, you gravitate into that area but the media yeah the media is fascinating at the moment for, for people coming through because you know there's the, there's outlets you can produce yourself whereas the established media is, has got less power incrementally as we've as we've gone on because yeah. people have got other options and as you say the advertising money going to the stroud times and, and places like that where previously it would have gone to a, a bigger kind of hub so it's um it's interesting how it how it all evolves but that yeah, that nature nurture and mm-hmm. and and also what what crosses over that's not obvious as well because people might say oh your job title's not the same as your parents but my mum's a social worker and deals with adoption yeah. and actually has to interview a lot of people um and be quite sensitive and I think that helps you know that probably has been been around that a little bit it's rubbed off my dad is a doctor you have to effectively interview people yeah. so there's crossovers with what I do as well so you can see you can see synchronicity that's not obvious by job titles is it it's what they do yeah. when you look at it
1: yeah, it's interesting. I've I've got um, two half brothers who are in their twenties, mm. and um, I think my 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 dad thinks he's Charlie Chaplin. You know, he's having <laughs> the children children through the decades. You know, he's, he's keeping going. But but um, there there must be a strong gene on my father father's side because obviously we don't share the same mothers. But the boys mm. look look like whole brothers. You know, when when yeah. I, they remind and they're they're the way they are, the way they hold themselves, the way they talk, the things they like we've we're very similar, you know, yeah, I just think, that's crazy. We haven't grown up together, so yeah, that's interesting. yeah. Next- yeah. Is it nature? Is it nurture? I think it's a bit of both, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's interesting (laughs) when when the scientists say that you have genes that, you know, there's this new research into epigenetics that you can release genes through your through what you do or or reawaken genes. So it's interesting that through your habits and practices like healthy living, you can change your sort Mm. of genetic potential and probably through what you do for a living, you can probably open up your you know, your writing pathways or or whatever it may be. So I think there's, there's, it's a fact, it's a fascinating topic actually that as you, as you delve into it and, um, and where you learn things from and a lot of things boil down a lot of jobs obviously there's some sort of intricate exact sciences like surgery people like that mathematicians and, and physicians and people who are scientists but actually when you speak to i spoke to jason briggs who runs chelton and banglinson and he was saying to me about how the process of, of sales goes and a lot of it is similar to journalism it's just getting that rapport with people and connecting a lot a lot of jobs boil down to the sort of human elements don't they which i think you, you have to live a rounded life growing up. A lot of journalists do sort of get interested in different things. I think that's a, is that something you found is that it just it's people that, that's the key and how you handle them. You there, Ash? Hello, Ash. You still there, Ash? Tell you what, I'll just pause, uh, the podcast hopefully we get ash leverage back ash welcome back
1: you disappeared. Yes, sorry
0: you didn- i did
1: yeah my my internet dropped out um it was actually i've i've joined up with my phone today and um that was somebody making an advertising inquiry ah, um, yeah i I'd, I'd I'd like to say I'd rather lose them than lose you, really, Ed. On that one, so yeah. Apologies well, you, for
0: that. Well, no, we'll tell you what we'll wrap up because I've I've got to go yeah. to uh, a, a work call. But I really appreciate your time. Quickly, um, are you going to be writing pieces off the back of the BBC commentary for Forest Green? Is that going to be a staple? Obviously, you're going to write the reports still for the wires as well that you've been doing for the national press. Yeah,
1: yeah, I've um, I've um, been asked to come back for the Press Association. So um, yeah, we'll be doing that a little bit for Straight Times. Um, and obviously, my uh, BBC um, sports commentary duties as well. They seem to like me and want me back again. So um, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted about that. Yeah,
0: well, well, congratulations. You've molded a life, haven't you, the last month, last year, sorry, since you. you yeah, left it's the, been a big. Paper, it's, yeah. been a,
1: it's been a, yeah, it's been a, this time last year, I was kind of struggling and, um, you know, it's been, a, it's been a big change around, really. So it's, uh, it's all, um, as David Hockaday, the one time, Forest Green and Leeds United managers said, yeah. "Onwards and onwards and onwards and upwards."
0: Yeah, that was a that was a strange episode at, at Leeds United football yes. management. F- f- football management, is such a weird a weird industry, as it is it is anyway. Yeah, you, yeah, are you optimistic for Forest Green though? I don't know what their budget matches up. I know Cheltenham is second, smallest budget in League One, but I don't know how Forest yeah, Green. Yeah, I think
1: went. I think for- Forest Green have got a you know a, a, a top five budget. Um, I don't I don't know the exact figures, obviously, but yeah, pretty pretty optimistic. My only big concern is where the goals are going to come from. They've uh, Jamil Matt, they relied heavily on last season with 20 goals. Um, mm. I look around the rest of the team and um, they kept the strikers that they had from last season that um, Mark Cooper didn't really get a tune a tune out of. But obviously, uh, Rob Edwards is uh, a different type of manager. He's a new breed of manager, isn't he? He's, a, he's an arm round the shoulder manager. Mm. There does seem to be a a new generation of managers coming. He's uh, he's a, a 30-something, so the, the managers are getting younger yeah. and younger.
0: Yeah. Of,
1: of course, he's um, schooled under Gareth Southgate because he was uh, mm. part of the England... Uh, he was England under-16s, England under-20s, and um, coached there. And he, he does seem to have that Southgate-like about him. So um, very similar mannerisms as well. I think he sets his teams up very similar to the way... England play. Um,
0: waistcoat or no waistcoat. I
1: mean, Southgate's oh, left the waistcoat. waistcoat behind. Yeah, uh, no, no, he's, <laughs> he's, he's he's lean and mean, like um, safe So he's obviously still looking after himself. But yeah, there was just um, a couple of the strikers. Mark, I said Mark Cooper couldn't get a tune out of them. Matty Stevens, Josh Marsh. But um, I would I'd like to think I'm optimistic that you know a change of manager and that that may that may change. I mean, we look back to. Keith Moore, he was mm. at Forest Green. Wow! And if you if you'd said to me, "What do you think of Keith Moore?" I I would have honestly said, "Ed, boy, he's not good enough for the national league." You know, <laughs> <And> <laughs> he's, now he's in the Euros. And, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And most Forest Green fans would have said the same. You know, yeah. it just it's that funny, isn't it? How it doesn't work at some clubs for some players, and then they just they just grow at another club. And I'm hopeful that Matty Stevens and Josh Marshall are Behind Jamil, Matt, in the uh, pecking order, may be able to prove people wrong, and it maybe it was down to a manager, you know. So well, we'll we shall, see. we 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 shall, we shall see. But Fingers yeah, great crossed.
0: talking to you. Good man. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating as well that that subject of where people f- thrive and and how sometimes what's going on in their life, or just the chemistry of the people at a club or a workplace yeah. in in regular life. But Ash, yeah, love it to speak well, to well, you. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah, I've, I've really, sorry, I've really enjoyed the broad church of conversation we've
0: had today. <laughs> yeah, I know, you, you interviewed me as well, which is cool, but I know as a journalist sometimes you gravitate to that, I always do that as well when I'm uh, supposed to be being interviewed, so that's, um, but it's just a conversation can I, can, anyway, so it's great.
1: Can I, could I briefly mention vitamins?
0: Yeah, because, absolutely.
1: Um, I've, um I've since obviously listening to yours, is it Cytoplan? Cytoplan, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah
1: um i'm not on cytoplan at the moment but i think i i think i'm definitely going to go for it because at the moment i tend to take about five or six vitamins okay. that i really yeah. that, I, that i really want them to just be one vitamin
0: yeah um, i take the immune complete the immune complete from cytoplan, yeah. which isn't isn't cheap but it has the vitamin d3 it has the, the yeah. trace elements but also obviously the vitamin c and the, the you know if you're a woman it has the iron as well so it's, it's yeah um Immune Complete Two is the one for an adult male, so that's pretty good. It's a one-stop shop, I think, of of covering our bases. And there's lots of stuff coming out about COVID and vitamin D and things like that.
1: Yeah, sure. The one that I I am a real big fan of, and uh, it was actually sort of listening to it got it into my head, is cod liver oil. Wow. Yeah. 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 What a beauty that that is. For uh, repair and
0: (laughs) yeah recovery. Yeah.
1: I look ten years younger since I've been taking.
0: <laughs> oh well, it's a shame it's an audio. I'll have to get a I'll have to get a video angle just for you. But um, Ash, wonderful okay. to speak to you. We'll catch you up soon, and good luck with yeah. the, the paper, and good luck to Forest Green as well. And enjoy the enjoy the sort of uh, next League Two campaign, and we'll we'll get okay. We'll get a status update in a few months. I'm sure it'd be great. Lovely. Okay, lovely talking to you. Cheers, Ed. Yeah, it's very funny st- sequence that happens when you interview journalists. Sometimes they start asking you questions. I think it's a curiosity, the, the core of it. Certainly, all good journalism comes from that that desire to find out about people. So great to have Ash on the podcast. Wish him the best of luck courting that finance at stroudtimes.com. Such so a complicated time, isn't it, for businesses trying to attract attention. Now, the internet's fantastic, but you have to get people's attention on the internet when there's so many options for their attention to be directed towards so thank you to him check out str- stroudtimes.com good read and it's great that people uh, are offering alternatives to and, and trying to deal with the changing landscape of media and established media everything changing and, and those sort of smaller not one-man shop I know Ash has got people work for him but in some ways a more dexterous nimble and more attuned and, and more sort of healthy and conditioned for the the modern world anyway rather than the bigger establishments anyway, it's great really good to get his take on it wish him the best of luck covering forest green as well he is ash leverage on on social media as well So check him out thank you to the sponsors bang olufson of cheltenham and serene av who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and Installations. Big thanks to Jason Briggs and his team for supporting the podcast. They've got their beautiful shop in the picturesque courtyard in Montpellier in Cheltenham. But you can, of course, get online, bang all of off Cheltenham website, see what you like or reach out, speak to Jason and his team they'll offer you a bespoke home entertainment solution, a plan that fits your vision, your budget. And uh, remember, if you are looking to optimize your immunity, Filling the gap between where you are in perfect health building on good sleep exercise and nutrition the foundations but trying to close the gap maybe with some supplements specific or multivitamin like i talked about with ash there head to cytoplan.co.uk c-y-t-o-p-l-a-n.co.uk and if you are interested in maybe getting a family member interviewed getting their life story on record warm relaxed conversation with myself, national broadcaster for 15, 20 years, and something we can really produce nice nicely for. You get a USB with the audio, obviously an email transfer, and you will also get um, a beautiful book in a lovely box for posterity, as many as you would like to uh, remember that special person. Hopefully, they'll be around for a long time, but you know what I mean? Just I often think about my granddad, who was a great influence upon me, but passed away when I was 14. I'd love to be able to hear his voice now, hear his life stories, which I can kind of remember, but it gets a bit foggy. Uh, as you get older so that's the idea of attic box audio and to find out about attic box audio you can go to drapermedia.co.uk d-r-a-p-e-r-m-e-d-i-a i'm sure you know how to spell media.co.uk <laughs> and then click on the attic box tab there it's a little bit of information we're still working on the website but we are open if people want to inquire and possibly book us for an interview book me for an interview or conversation I should say it's not an interview it sounds too formal thank you for listening appreciate your time guys if you could rate it on itunes pass it on to a friend really uh that'd be fantastic but in the main it's just wonderful to have you listening to the podcast it's a big thing thank you bye